0: mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Regardless, the city or town, they're all known for something. Wabash holds the honor to be the first electrically lit city in the world. I would never have known that until I came to be with you good people in this good place. We drive past it all the time at the courthouse, that memorial plaque that's put up there. A record, if you search online, pulls up a little Chicago Tribune article back in the day of 1880 about that event, the kind of a mystifying moment. And it reads, over 10,000 witnessed the test. The crowds spread over the suburbs, hard to imagine they're suburbs, but over the suburbs, making tests by looking at watches and reading newspapers. Gotta make sure it's real light, you know. Who knows the kind of people what was there that day and what they were thinking about? I mean, it really is foreign to us. There's probably there people who were big doubters. Yeah, right, this is not gonna be nothing. You know, burn down the courthouse. You got those seeking to make investments for the future. You'd have others who are gonna be fearful out of the, out of the outcome. What does this mean? And some, kind of like a lot today, are just showing up to be part of the crowd. Something to do where man-made light first lit up Wabash before others, another city is recognizable by the disciples of Jesus. He tells us today, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. As electricity is the source of light, so God sending his son was, is what makes disciples of the gospel. Jesus opened his Sermon on the Mount with great promise. You heard it last week. He said it many times. Blessed are you. To believe in Christ cannot be without light or good fruit. That is a way of life. It belongs not to a single nation or a few cities, The scope of the kingdom of heaven come in Christ is very far-reaching. Jesus, as our defense, makes a world of difference with how the world will see the light of his disciples. And so it's it's pretty well known. A city is known, not for Starbucks and Walmart, but a city has always been known for light. People may like country life for seclusion. But I got news for you. All must travel to the city. Jesus holds up this kind of a connectedness shared in the gospel among his disciples. You means plural. You are the light of the world. And it shows how Jesus called together by his word, a community, a city, unlike any other. The purpose served the gospel. As he said, to let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. As light is to the city, so a shared life of word and deed, Jesus gave his disciples to bless The world. Of course, the city brought forth by Jesus is his church, capital C. St. Paul describes it today to the Corinthians. He does it pretty, pretty well. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, small s, but the spirit, capital S, who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Instead of an individualized Christianity that's so often today, whether Lutheran or anybody else, that's tucked away in a corner, this is light shining from a city. The gospel comes to give the same word of Jesus and how baptism is God's work in the world. That brought us into the light of his church. Our words and deeds are to bless the world, but love, to speak the truth and to care with the right ways that God would give us, love needs the right power source, or this city will have no light to see. Earliest Christians grasped it pretty well, you hear it in the book of Acts, of, talked about it quite a bit in in Bible study, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And so a city upon a hill rests on a high standard. Typically, we relate, at least I thought about when putting the sermon together, I, I grew up during that time. You more likely voted for him. But you typically hear the city of the hill kind of talk coming from Ronald Reagan back in the 80s, speaking more about America. But you see, everyone in Galilee of the Gentiles, when they were listening to Jesus, would have known exactly what he was referring to. He was talking about Jerusalem. Jerusalem. This was the true hill chosen by God and the fortified city King David built long ago. The coming of Christ was not replacing God's word that Israel had received. Jesus said about his relationship to the Old Testament, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. All the books that have came of old. God's Son, Jesus, fully God and fully man, he could see the high standard. And this city, Jerusalem, is where he would make his perfect sacrifice. But it would be for the whole sinful world. That's a new catch. A new light upon the nations. All the law demanded Jesus' satisfied And whatever the prophet spoke, he did answer to be truly the Savior, but also the Lord. So out of his death and resurrection, a city on a hill has emerged that holds fast to the true servant king. The least in his kingdom relaxing these commandments and teachings is when visible churches Distort and dim the light of Christ and take away the light of the city. And yet to do and teach God's word will be called great in his kingdom because we have taken seriously what Jesus has said, and we're big on this as Lutherans, about doctrine, teaching, and life. It means looking now at the Old Testament with Christ and what the gospel light gives to all of Scripture. And so, for instance, it's not hard to figure this out. You go to the third commandment, the Sabbath day. It's no longer about a day. But Jesus as our rest and to receive his word that does deliver forgiveness. He confirms the whole counsel of God, as we say, to be good and without error. That doesn't mean we're going to get it so clearly and there's always going to be struggles and issues to work through. But we are to speak the whole counsel of God, not be afraid of the word. And yet, you know how it goes. It happened to a, a Lutheran church out, in Missouri a Synod church out in California that was trying to warn their small community of 1,400 people this past month about some... Uh, Drag queens, stuff coming to town and teach the kids kind of stuff. But we know how this goes. They did not receive a welcome, even from that kind of small town out in California. The world today labels unloving to be against the church. And it pursues, frankly, a glory that's within the darkness and not glorifying or shining light on the Heavenly Father. A city on a hill then has a defensive position. That's what Jerusalem was. You had to look up to it. I've never been there. You probably maybe have been, but it's up. And so you had to go up to get to it. It was a defensive place for the truth. But only in the end, for what end? Not to conserve it and to keep it to yourself, but to be a beacon of light, to make word and deed shine brighter with the love of Christ. At least that was God's plan in the Old Testament. Jesus made it permanent by his death and resurrection. A city set upon a hill cannot be hidden, and so the world will see. This light shines unlike any other light in life. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so here's the thing. It's beyond some good behavior or a culture war over morality, but what belongs only to the disciples of Jesus. Scribes and Pharisees were frankly an artificial light just as any person would claim works to justify entrance into God's kingdom. Well, they're good, but they're a different religion. Too bad. That isn't the weight of any of it. Neither is any good that comes from the church if it's without Jesus, who is the foundation. The higher righteousness belongs to Christ and his saving relationship toward us. And so St. Paul knows what cannot be hidden. And so in Corinthians, he tells it right out. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The world will see the city on a hill since Jesus Christ comes to serve his church. Higher righteousness is in the quality of God's care that none copy. Any good works before life only flow out from the gospel that's enacted upon our lives. So instead of telling you, you need to be doing these things, you need to act this way, you need to be thinking this way, I come to tell you today in the name of Jesus, you're forgiven. Not partially, not if you do this, but completely. You Are forgiven. Jesus sees the nakedness of our love, both to God, each other, and to the world. And each day, by baptism, he calls us to arise new in him. That's what keeps your citizenship alive and well. Discipleship is not based on measurement, but how Jesus relates to us. His means of grace, word and sacrament, as we say, deliver forgiveness and salvation as the life of his kingdom for everlasting blessedness. This higher righteousness falls on Jesus for you, and the reality of God's redemption does go before your life. So, in other words, it's not going to look the same. It's a light that penetrates in all different rays by God's own people, different for different times of life, different based upon vocations in life. But it will still be a light that shines through you for the sake of others. To have what? Not just a good thing for today, or to say you're a good person. That's what we don't want to want. We don't want this that all might see Jesus and finally give glory to the Father in heaven who has given us his Son. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. This city shines for God's word is the truth that saves. Artificial light does nothing because you remember what the first chief thing of the Beatitudes is? Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, artificial light. I want the true light that has been given to the Gentiles, who is God's son for us all. Blessed are you. There is mercy to give, peacemaking to extend, and from his light we shine to bless any in the darkness. It's already happening through you. Be confident in the light of Christ. Jesus' is our defense makes a world of difference with how the world will see the light of his disciples. And frankly, even if it be by the cross. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. At this time, we rise then and can sing the offertory response as in the hymnal on page 192.